بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وأفضل الصلاة والتسليم على سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم أجمعين كتاب رعاد الصالحين يسير الإمام النووي رضي الله تعالى عنه ونفعنا بعلوم في الدار آمين إلى أن قال قال الله تعالى وتوبوا إلى الله جميعا أيها المؤمنون لعلكم تفلحون So we're still in chapter 2 on repentance where he began the chapter with a breakdown of the conditions of repentance and then he transitions into verses of the Quran. So this verse translates as and collectively repent to Allah, O believers, so that you may be successful. وَقَالَ تَعَالَىٰ إِسْتَغْفِرُوا رَبُّكُمْ ثُمَّ تُوبُوا Allah says, seek forgiveness from your sustainer, from your creator, then turn to him in repentance. وَقَالَ تَعَالَىٰ يَا أَيُّوَ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا تُوبُوا إِلَى اللَّهِ تَوْبَةً نُصُوحًا O you who believe, sincerely repent to Allah. And so... Toba is repentance, and we said that it's the state of returning back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after having had remorse for what it is that we've done. And they mentioned about Toba that of all of the stations of certainty, Muqamat al Yaqeen, it is the very first. You could have someone who repents from a state of disbelief and then becomes a Muslim. And then you have someone who that repents from sins that they commit to, then becoming upright. And then there's degrees after that where someone moves up, where they will repent from falling into doubtful matters or doing things that are what are known as being makru, legally offensive. And then you'll have people that will repent from doing things that are permissible but without intention or in a state of heedlessness. And then as one moves up in the degrees of repentance, then they'll repent for being in states where of heedlessness, when they're not in a state of remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then the highest degree of repentance is that of our Prophet sallallahu who that was protected from sin before he became a prophet and after he became a prophet sallallahu major and minor alike. He was protected from all sins sallallahu And as we will see in the upcoming hadith, he used to repent and return to Allah regularly, many times during the day and many times even in one gathering. And the scholars mention that this is out of his ubudiyah, his servitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he repented so often. And because our Prophet was constantly ascending in degrees of closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the more knowledge of Allah he received, then he would repent from the state that preceded it. And so repentance is of degrees and ultimately that it has a beginning and as long as we're here in this world we should always remain penitent always return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in all of our different states and this last verse that was mentioned Allah ta'ala speaks of a tawbatan nasuha and that the sahaba themselves including Sayyidina Umar and Sayyidina Ubay bin Ka'ab define for us what a tawbatan nasuhan is and that the word nasuh this is where we get the word nasiha from and the arab word say is that um, that nasahtu al-asala min al-shama it's where you take the honey from the honeycomb 
So you take the essence of something. And nasiha is sincerity. There's also sincere advice. And so a tawbatan nasuhan, and scholars differ whether here it's the meaning is a fa'al or a maf'ul, but it means a sincere tawbah, a sincere repentance. And what do the they say about the sincere repentance. Well, according to Sayyidina Omar and Sayyidina Ubay, it's to repent from someone's sin and then have firm resolution to never return to it again. The way that the metaphor that they gave is that when you milk some form of an animal, a goat or whatever it is, is that once the milk comes out, you can't get it back in the udder. If you've ever milked a goat or a cow before, is that you have to squeeze the udder and then the milk comes out. But you can't get the milk back in the udder. So the way that that milk comes out and you can't get it back is that khalas, someone repents from a sin and never ever returns to it again. And this is the dua that we should make regularly. That Allah Ta'ala bless us to make a tawbat and nusuha, and whereby which all of our affairs become rectified. And then hadith number 13, which is the first hadith in the chapter of Tawbah, وَعَنَا بِهُرَيْرَةَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنُوا سَمِعْتُ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَنِي وَسَلَّمْ يَقُولُ وَاللَّهِ إِنِّي لَأَسْتَغْفِرُ اللَّهَ وَأَتُوبُ إِلَيْهِ فِي الْيَوْمِ أَكْثَرَ مِنْ سَبْعِينَ مَرَّةِ So this is narrated by Abu Hurairah رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنُوا says, I heard the Messenger of Allah صَلَى اللَّهُ عَنِي وَسَلَّمْ say, By Allah, which is an oath, which is an indication that it is permissible to swear by Allah for a good purpose, to emphasize something. We learn about this in the chapter of grammar, about using an oath to emphasize. But we have to be very careful about our oaths and only to use them for good reasons. We don't want to get in the habit of just saying, Wallah, 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 or saying, Wallahi, that about something that is not important. So if young men are playing video games and one of them is saying something to someone else, and someone's swearing an oath about something that happened in a video game, it's the name of Allah. We don't use the name of Allah for no. these things like this. The name of Allah is, is the Ghali. And the Imam al-Shafi says that I never swore an oath by Allah, sadiqan or kadiban. Whether it be a, a false oath or even a true oath, out of their respect for the name of Allah. And of course the Prophet Muhammad that knew what he was doing when he invoked the Lafz al-Jalala by way of Qasim, by way of that swearing an oath. So that the Prophet here is that saying about his own self, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, is that he is seeking the forgiveness of Allah and he is turning to him. So this is where the scholars differentiate between istighfar and tawbah. Tawbah is repentance. This is where your heart turns back to Allah Ta'ala. And again, as we enter into this world, we need to do this because things become muddled by the nature of this world and everything that we're exposed to. So we need to turn back to Allah Ta'ala. Istighfar literally is talab al-maghfirah. You're asking Allah, you're saying, Oh Allah, forgive me. So repentance is that reality is in the heart. And then istighfar is where you actually say, Astaghfirullah. And you ask Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala to forgive you. So our Prophet is saying here that I seek the forgiveness of Allah and I turn to Him in repentance that every day that more than 70 times and when it comes to 70 that this was a number amongst the Arab that doesn't necessarily mean 70 exactly that you feed al-kathra it indicates that this is something that he would do often and one legislating this for his ummah teaching us because we have real sins 
that we need to repent from. Whereas for the Prophet ﷺ, this was part of his servitude before Allah and that he's being increased in ranks constantly ﷺ. And then hadith number 14. وَعَنَدْ أَغَرِّي بَنْ يَسَارِ الْمُزَنِي رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنُهُ قَالَ قَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ يَا أَيُّهَا النَّاسُ تُوبُوا إِلَى اللَّهِ وَاسْتَغْفِرُوهُ فَإِنِّي أُتُوبُ فِي الْيَوْمِ مِئَةَ مَرَّةٍ الْأَغَرِّي بَنْ يَسَارِ الْمُزَنِي narrates that the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم said Turn, O people, turn to repentance to Allah جل, and seek forgiveness from Him for I turn to Him in repentance one hundred times a day. Um, and they mentioned by way of note is that this Sahabi Al-Aghar ibn Yasar al-Muzani is that this is the only hadith narrated by the Sahaba in all of the, the six canonical and authentic hadith collections. But what a blessed hadith to relate is that he indicates he heard the Prophet say is that I turn in repentance to Allah and seek forgiveness from him that 100 times a day. Subhanallah. So, commanding us also to turn in repentance to our Lord, subhanahu wa ta'ala, and that what a great example he was, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And then what we need to do is to learn, because there are things that we know are wrong, and that we fall into because of our shortcomings. And then there are things that we end up that falling short in that we actually didn't even know that they were wrong. And this is why fiqh in the deen, and fiqh insofar as it translates as the ahkam, the legal rulings, but also just fiqh in the deen, in the, in the broadest sense, understanding of the deen is so important because oftentimes we fall short in certain things and we didn't realize because of our lack of knowledge that those things were wrong. May Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq and bless us to constantly move up in the degrees of those who repent sincerely for his sake. May Allah Ta'ala bless us that all with a tawbat and nasuha yuzakkina biha Qalban wa jisman wa ruha, whereby which he purifies our hearts and in our souls and in our spirits, subhanahu wa ta'ala, and prepares us for the degrees of closest to him. Tabarak wa ta'ala wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa ala alihi wa sallam. Alhamdulillahi wa sallam.